0: So buy tickets, and we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Hey, everyone. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. The decision has already stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion in many states across the nation. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. The decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Thor, Love, and Thunder, another in the MCU. Feels like we just did Doctor Strange, but uh, they're... they're going to keep coming and uh, they keep making money and we're going to keep getting them and uh, whatever gets people out to the theaters. That's what I always say. And joining me to talk about it is Manish from It Pod To Be You, which is a podcast I'm going to be on uh, very soon. And I'm looking forward to joining that. Manish will introduce his podcast once we get into the conversation, uh, but you should definitely check it out. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts at. If that happens, to be one of those ones like good pods or apple podcasts or spotify that has a five star button uh we'd appreciate it if you hit that five star button and you can follow us on social media at piecingpod uh, this is our 250th episode, I think, uh, of the main numbered episodes. So uh, happy anniversary to us. Um, I'm very excited that we've gotten this far. Uh, if you include all the special episodes and side episodes and all that stuff, too, we're way above 250, but 250 uh, is still nothing to sneeze at. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Thor Love and Thunder. <music> All right, we are gonna talk about Thor, Love and Thunder, and joining me today is Manish from It Pod to Be You. How's it going, Manish?
1: I'm doing really well. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking to this one. I, you know, I this is a movie that I wasn't super big on uh yeah. will you know we'll get into that through the conversation but i do think it's it's got some good jumping off points for talking about some interesting things both in the world of superheroes and elsewhere and i, I think it'll be a fun one
1: yeah absolutely yeah i mean i i think i'm probably a lot bigger on it than you are and probably most mm-hmm. people but um yeah i'm excited to talk about it i think it definitely has some interesting puzzle pieces that's for yeah. sure
0: Absolutely. Well, before we start getting into the movie too much, it is your first time on the show. So uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little about you and your podcast and everything you're up to?
1: Yeah. So I host a podcast called It Pot to Be You, which focuses on, well, first I focus on romantic comedies specifically. And um, I would talk to a guest about their favorite romantic comedy. I did that for a while. And then yeah, that, that was fun, but I was kind of Itching for a little bit more creative control over it, so I've started to suggest films to guests that I want to talk to, or I'm currently doing a theme, uh, which is like we're we're in the '60s of our episode, so every movie is either from the 1960s or takes place in the 1960s. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you on uh, next yeah. talk about The Apartment, which is really exciting, uh, a really classic movie that I'm sure. I'm sure is a puzzle piece for many a film. Oh, sure. And, yeah, um, yeah it's exciting. And, and now, branching out more towards, like, romantic dramas or um, like, I'm going to do a James Bond episode soon. I did, a, I did an episode on, like, superhero movies and, like, love interest there. Because I'm kind of interested in, like, love interests in non-romance movies. So I think mm. we tend to kind of write them off as, like, um, I mean, I know, like, some people think of it, oh, they just do that to, like, get, like, a woman in the audience or whatever, right, or to like right. show like female nudity or something. Mm. Uh, but I think they're kind of interesting and and to talk about, you know, my favorite trope, the worried wife on the phone. Um, <laughs> sure. We love her. She's, you know, she's always a, a welcome addition to any annoying action movie with a lot of old men, um, yeah. which is not my cup of tea, to be honest. Uh, and a lot
0: of great actresses have taken yeah, up that yeah. role.
1: I think Tom Hanks had Laura Linney, Katherine Keener, Sarah Paulson, and, um, Oh, God, there was a fourth one in a row. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it was like, I think Laura Linney never had any scenes with him in Sully. And it was like <laughs> almost admirable how Clinice would pull that off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amy Ryan in Bridge um, uh, of Spies. That's who I was okay. Yeah. So yeah, those Amy four, great, yeah, and those four <laughs> amazing actresses who were just like you know on the phone being like, "When are you coming back home?" <laughs> you know. So yeah. I think that'll be something at new I explore. I think this is a this is a, an exclusive from me. So yeah, yeah, our listeners better check it out. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a great little side series. That's that's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it's it's exciting, and I think I t- I took a long hiatus from the podcast just from like school and work and everything. So. I'm back at it full swing. So I think a lot of creative juices are flowing. So we'll see what happens as we get up to episode 100, which should be coming up probably next year sometime.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. Right on. Well, with Thor, you know, you had uh, suggested this as one for us to cover together. And, you know, obviously this is, you know, was always going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, it's a Marvel movie. But are you particularly big on Marvel movies and Thor?
1: Yeah. So I. I like to think that I have a very healthy relationship with the Marvel movies in that, like, Mm -hmm. I watch them, I enjoy them, you know, they're on, like, the replay rotation whenever I'm in the mood, and I don't think, it's not like I'm, like, going to yell at anyone they're, like, high cinema. I mean, I have and can write and podcast about them and think about them in terms of, like, themes and narrative and character arcs and all that and filmmaking, Um, but I'm never going to be, like, you know, oh, like, This movie is better than The Godfather or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I also I like to think that I'm just kind of like not too cynical about them. Like I just kind of my new thing in Phase Four is just to be very detached from all like the discourse and social media and the press tour because I got way into that you know a a while back and it's just like I don't know it got exhausting and I'm like I'm just gonna watch these movies the way like my parents watch them, which is that like they like them, they enjoy them and. Honestly, I think for me, like, when I'm in the mood for an MCU movie specifically, like, nothing else will do for that mood, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. when I want to watch Thor Ragnarok or when I want to watch, you know, um, Black Panther or any of those, like, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's a heavy rotation as well. Like, that's just, like, it's the mood and, like, I like to fall asleep to them. I like to study to them. (laughs) I like to cook to them. I like to just, like, you know, they're enjoyable. They're funny. Like, all I ask is, the like, give me some good jokes, give me some like charismatic characters, give me some like fun set pieces, you know, I'm, I'm a happy boy. And yeah, so I'm pretty like, you know, I'm pretty much okay with them. Like, I also think that like a lot of us have really good media diets. So like for me, like I watch a lot of, you know, other types of movies too. So I don't feel too guilty what I like, you know, like right now, you know, I'm kind of going through an MCU phase just like I watched the previous Thor movies partially prepared for, for this and now I'm watching the Avengers movies and I'm like, you know what, this is my Marvel phase and I'll go back to watching, you know, like stuff that's actually you
0: know, sure, <laughs> good for me sure. and
1: enjoying on like a more intellectual level. So that's sort of my thing. And like Thor, I think I like the first Thor movie. The second one, not so much. Thor Ragnarok was a huge jump for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what? I I think I told you, like, I've been waiting for Love and Thunder since the title was released, like, three years ago. Um, Because, like, for me, a movie called Love and Thunder, like, that's, just on the title, that's the movie for me, you know? Right, sure. To me, that's like, man, is this going to be, like, the big Marvel romantic comedy, which I think it kind of is. Yeah, fun Um, and kitsch
0: and all the things that you would associate with that. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, I've been eagerly anticipating this movie. I'm a huge Taika Waititi fan. I love Jojo Rabbit. I love What We Do in the Shadows. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked his show on HBO. So I'm a fan of his, and I like what he did with Thor. I think he did a really good job of, like, making Thor a little funnier, a little more silly, a little less, you know, like, heavy, like Thor The Dark World was. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, I, so I'm so i a big Thor fan. I really like Thor in the Avengers, in the last two Avengers movies. So I think, like, all in all, I was kind of, like, in a good space for this movie to really uh, really make me have some fun.
0: Yeah, sure. And it it seems like Hemsworth is like completely behind uh, bringing in the comedy to this character and like really like making it funny. You know, of course, Taika is the director and Taika, you know, is uh, part of the writing and like, you know, it's got it's got all of his sensibilities in there. But I I think, you know, Chris Hemsworth probably was just a little bored with uh, more straightforward Thor.
1: Well, he's definitely the kind of actor that is funnier than you would imagine. Sure. You know, so like when he gets, I think I think it was the like Ghostbusters movie from 2016. He's great. Yeah, like he's yeah. really funny there. And I think once like that potential was tapped, then I think that really opened the door for him to do like the new interpretation of it. And, um, you know, like I kind of just like, yeah, these movies are silly. Like, let's yeah. just have some fun with them. Like, who ca-? like my thing is like, who cares? You know, yeah. like, let's just enjoy it. Let's have a good time. You know, uh, especially with this it's really it. funny my
0: my puzzle pieces are like so split between like big you know epic superhero yeah, and yeah. who cares <laughs> right. like you know there's just yeah. it really do, it really does run the gamut of, of that whole entire attitude towards filmmaking really, yeah yeah you know? exactly
1: same here <laughs>
0: <laughs> well uh, let's start getting into some of those puzzle pieces i got a bunch here so let's let, let's go with your first one what do you have for your first piece
1: the first one i thought of uh is uh forgetting sarah marshall uh okay the movie with uh, jason siegel and kristen bell and uh, mila kunis and I, I thought of that at first because you know that movie is like, you know, what if you see your ex girlfriend when you're on vacation? You know, trying to get over her, and to me, it's, it has a similar dynamic in Thor and Love and Thunder where it's like, you know, he's in he's in the new Asgard and there's his ex girlfriend and he has to like deal with her being like in his like vicinity for an extended period of time. So it's, I mean, it's, of course, forgetting Sarah Marshall is like an, it's a it's a cringe comedy. It's a gross out comedy. It's more sure. raunchy. It's You know, they, I think obviously it goes into the relationship much more, but, you know, definitely I I thought of that sort of dynamic of like, you know, just like coming across your ex girlfriend and having to like deal with that in a very public setting, in a situation where you really can't, you know, scream and cry and like go hide in a hole. You know. Yeah,
0: cr- cringe comedy is a good word because, like, that is I think a big part of the humor in this movie too. Yeah. And so I think it's a great piece to kick it off with. And yeah, I mean, the, the these two characters are just so. Even though Thor is so. You know imposing and uh, unstoppable basically like he's also just totally out of his element like Mm -hmm. anytime he has to deal with stuff like his ex-girlfriend and stuff like that. So you know it, it leads to a lot of that kind of you know those kind of jokes and that kind of humor. Yeah. So my my first piece actually also is in the world of, of uh, like kind of big mainstream, uh, broad comedy like that, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which uh, I think was a great one to kick it off with. I'll throw this one in. Some of my pieces are more about the overall themes of the movie. Some of them are about individual scenes. Yeah. This is specifically tied to the opening where we're on just, you know, another one of Thor's wacky adventures and he's just completely basically invincible and just practically bored with how easily he can beat everybody and i thought of adam sandler's you don't mess with the zohan Uh, um he's just fighting doing the splits doing like all kinds of ridiculous moves nobody can even touch him he's just so impossibly good at fighting and so sexy and you know the audience is like going nuts for him and uh everything is just like a big joke as far as the action is concerned, there's not even the slightest hint of danger or chance of him not winning every single, you know, beat of that whole opening sequence until Gore finally shows up and there finally ends up being something, uh, you know, standing in his way, which is kind of also funny because like everything he was already fighting was like huge and even bigger than any of that. So it was like just as big of adversaries as you can imagine. And it's just like just flicking them away.
1: That's a really great pick, and I I think Zohan, I feel like, is like peak Adam Sandler in that mode. You know, like I mean, he's I think he's a brilliant actor in so many ways. Um, You know, obviously, but um, I think like in that silly comedy mode, like Zohan is like the best one. That's a really I I like that pick a lot, Uh, especially for like this kind of like action comedy where it's like more about the like the sight gags than like you know well choreographed action
0: yeah absolutely and, and also you know back to that like you know the kitsch and all that kind of yeah. stuff like you know it's just like everything is just played up so much it's just like so over the top and ridiculous so uh, you know i think that was uh, sandler going like as far over the top as maybe he's ever gone I yeah, think, like, with any yeah. Of his movies, you know so what do you got for your next one
1: um in, in a similar vibe i thought of kindergarten cop um nice. Because of especially the scene with Thor and Axel and all the other young kids. Um mm-hmm. just like, you know, seeing this like big burly guy talking to a bunch of like skeptical kids, you know. Yeah, and like sure. Um, I don't I haven't seen kindergarten cop in like 25 years. So I don't sure, remember if like the climax involves the kids or not. I feel yeah. like it, it must in some way at least. Or there must be some kind of action scene with the kids. But I, I really thought of that. You know, especially when they had, like, that little girl with her, like, powered um, stuffed animal. I thought she was so cute. And just, like, you know, I think, like, seeing, like, big guys who are, like, so tough and, like, you know, hard and, like, fighters with, like, kids. It's always endearing. It's always funny. So, yeah. um, and I, I just thought of, like, you know, Schwarzenegger's whole run of, like, kids' movies. Like, Jingle yeah. All the Way and all that. Um, twins, of course. Like, just, like, that dichotomy. Um And I felt like Chris Hemsworth played that so well uh, here, just being like having to just like prove himself to a bunch of like eight year olds, but also like being the protector. And like they really look to him to like be their hero. And he was like really inspiring to them, too, of saying like, you know, you're the hero. You can do it. You know? Yeah. It was really, really, really cute
0: that's a good piece i i hadn't thought of it and i'm i'm actually sitting here wondering if kindergarten cops ever been a puzzle piece on this show before <laughs> i mean i think it's a good one you know and and like every big action hero has had movies like this vin diesel yeah, had yeah. one you know the rock so many, yeah, yeah they, Even, they they all have it
1: dave bautista he had one
0: sure yeah uh, just right at the beginning of the pandemic yeah I think, yeah right yeah i think he had two like literally like at the same time. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: And I think, uh, yeah, they're both like, I think, delayed for like over a year or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah buried
0: those movies but you know <laughs> I, I i'm gonna take it a little uh it, more serious I'm, on my next one here uh and you know of course whenever talking about marvel movies you got to have at least one other marvel movie on the puzzle piece list uh and the movie that i felt like this one connected the most with was eternals mm. um which you know happens to be the other one that i don't like too much but <laughs> you know i i do find it funny that like the most popular like eh, you know mainstream populist this century practically now has two movies within a couple of years where like gods are the villain. Like, yeah, like yeah. God is bad. The creator of earth and humans are bad and we have to, you know, kill God. <laughs> like it's just, it's such a funny like way for, for uh, you know, such populous entertainment to go. Uh, but yeah, that, I'm sure that that dates back to the comic books. I'm sure there's plenty of that going in. I wasn't really a comic book creator as a kid, right. uh, but you know, they, they both do share that whole thing of of the creator of Earth and the creator of humans and watcher over of human beings being basically evil. And, like, when we get to Zeus and all the other gods and on the god island, whatever it's called, I don't know, I didn't write it down. But, uh, you know, they all just think we're, like, basically jokes and stuff like that. And, you know, you so you got that kind of connection with the celestials and eternals and then also there's like demon dog things so i i don't know that seems to be a new addition to the marvel uh universe
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i think i'm gonna take it back to marvel as well um because i remember when when you when you had your doctor strange episode it was kind of mm-hmm. like you know each of these movies is a puzzle piece right because like they all kind of are part of the same universe but i think this one was really I feel like the first Thor was a really big part of this movie, just because mm-hmm. of the Natalie Portman of it all. And, sure, um, you know, when I watched the first Thor a few weeks ago, um, I felt like it was such a romantic comedy waiting to happen. Mm. I feel like Natalie Portman was giving a really big romantic comedy performance. It's like the single overworked girl who like has no time for a man and then she meets the perfect guy, you know, like that sure. kind of thing. Um, and you know, of course their height difference is such a romantic comedy thing. I mean, oh yeah, especially like she did like her romantic comedy with, um, uh, Ashton Kutcher and no strings attached from like a decade ago. That's another thing where it's like a six foot guy and she's like so tiny and petite and like, but she's such a forceful performer and she's so like energetic and she's so like, you know, she's really, I mean, she's an incredible actress in a variety of roles. And so I thought of the first Thor because I was like, I felt like Taika Waititi was really, you know, like trying to give give Jane, give the Thor movies back to Jane in a way in that, like, yeah. you know, the, um, the dark world, like, of course, not the best. And I felt like that was really trying to lean away from the rom-com. Mm. elements of the first one and then like you know she was kind of a she was kind of in like a minor part in Endgame of course I think that's archival footage but I think like being able to get Natalie Portman back after she was so against it I feel like he really gave a movie to her that was like you know really um you know like really just like being like this is what could have been we could have done with the character you know of decade ago and like finally she's getting that back and i think she wouldn't have come back to the franchise if it wasn't a movie that really like uplifted her character the way that this one does so um i i think that like you know i would think that i mean i'm sure he's watched all the million times but i felt like maybe he was really inspired by the first thor and really trying to like give thor a proper like love and like give that story it's conclusion that i don't think it really got in the other yes
0: yeah because yeah, they already went like big huge comedy thor with ragnarok so yeah. he didn't need to like go too far into that he still had all this other character stuff to yeah. you know to to go back into and yeah i think that's a also a good way like you know obviously you know i don't want to go too far down a tangent here but we've got like the internet monsters who you know probably were mad as soon as they saw Natalie Portman as a Thor in (laughs) this, you know, and like, it's a, it's a good way to like, be like, well, there's a reason for that, you know, so shut up. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely, I I think that, um, you know, kind of continuing that story from the first one, uh, it it was an important drive to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll go with another piece here, uh, and getting into Christian Bale's character Gore, who I think is the best part, you know, of the movie. For you know, sure. as somebody who wasn't super hot on it, I mean, I think it's impossible to say that he wasn't great. And uh, I thought of Darren Aronofsky's *The Fountain* um, mm-hmm. as a piece for Gore's whole story, as this guy who basically will go on any and all like this huge, ridiculously over-the-top quest. Basically, to save his loved one, his daughter in this case, whereas in the fountain it's his wife, and in the fountain going through like multiple times is this this love you know continuing through different eras and stories and people. But uh, here in Thor, it's you know going to kill gods and be able to get to the center of the universe and all this superhero stuff of being able to bring her back. And so just this guy who's just got that like ridiculously huge quest to save a loved one that was the like the version of that that came to mind for me
1: you know that's so funny you went to the fountain because i went to taken
0: um, okay yeah <laughs> the opposite end opposite of that, end end of it. and it's yeah. you know
1: again like this guy like i i almost like this movie is under two hours you know which i love a long movie i feel like movies should be two and a half hours long i love that mm. um but, so this movie, i felt like i would have liked a few more sequences of him like killing gods and, like, causing more havoc and stuff. Sure, um, yeah. Because I felt like he had his own little taken that was a little off screen for the most part. Right, but again, he's, right. like, going through and, like, killing people with his, like, special sword slash special set of skills to yeah. essentially save his daughter at, you know, eternity's gate or whatever. Um, yeah. So I, it's similar. And I agree. Christian Bale's pretty great. And, like, I I, I love that he's, like, kind of funny in this movie. You know, like, yeah, you would think that he's playing this, like, very serious villain, but he's, like, kind of funny and, like, especially when he's with, again, those kids, like, they bring out the best in everyone. Like, yeah, he's, like, kind of humorous with them and, like, in a very menacing way, but, like, in that, like, kid-friendly, scary villain way.
0: Sure. Yeah. So,
1: uh, I agree. I agree that, uh christian bale's great um and funny that we went the opposite way of me in this like total schlocky b movie and you into this like sure. art film <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah
0: that that's really funny but th- they're both two versions of that yeah. so yeah why not yeah. i i like it <laughs> so uh if taken is on your your uh puzzle piece list um i guess i guess i'll jump to another one then uh and you know going right back to superhero movies, Uh, I'm going with Zack Snyder's Justice League Mm. because of all the God stuff again. You know, like, you know, we've got Zeus. We've got, you know, I know there was a post-credit scene where there was going to be a Hercules, like in in one of the other Marvel movies. Was that Eternals? I don't even remember anymore. Or was that this one? I don't even know. I I can't even keep the post-credit scenes straight. It was one of these phase four post-credit scenes. Do you remember that? am I making this up?
1: I think it was Eternals?
0: Yeah, I, I want to say it I haven't seen
1: Eternals since I, it came out. Um, it's on my rewatch list because I, I do want to watch it again, but I I don't I don't I think with this one it was Hercules was one post credits, and then Jane going into Valhalla was the other one. So okay,
0: got it, got it. Yeah, it yeah. must have been Eternals then. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, they, they're getting into all this god stuff, and uh, you know, they're just so big and over the top and full of you know the gold and all, all the visuals that go with that stuff and and it, it you know that that was a surprising thing with justice league for me i had no idea any of that was going to go in that direction
1: yeah yeah um so to kind of bring it back to earth my next two pieces are kind of in tandem a little um because they both kind of speak more to like the, the romantic comedy angle again mm-hmm. um one is uh 500 days of summer okay mostly for the like the montage of You know Thor and Jane falling in and out of love. Um, Mm -hmm. That to me that reminded me a lot of like Five Hundred Days of Summer, which would have a lot of like romantic montages or like a lot of like repeated scenes of them happy and then them sad. Especially the scene where you know first like Thor has to go, then first Jane has to go, that kind of thing of like seeing things a couple times in different you know with different kind of um, you know perspectives or as the relationship progressed. And the other one is like you've got male or like other kind of. vintage comedies where they're like more like competitive or they're more like you know things are like external things are getting in the way again like both their careers and you've got mail are kind of at ends you know with like tom hanks uh opening like a big box store and Meg ryan having a um a small small business bookstore so again here it's like the jane and thor's like careers are just like always at odds you know because like either he's being taken away or hers is and there's like that tension there of like, you know, and also like who left who, and, and just, I think like in general, this, movie had like elements of like a screwball comedy, especially like a comedy of like remarriage as well. I don't really have a specific sure. one, but like, you know, where like the couple is breaks up and then gets back together at the end. Sure, um, Sure. So I guess like that genre of romantic comedy is the puzzle piece
0: yeah yeah no that that makes sense
1: including those two examples
0: yeah i think that that there is like a major romantic comedy you know vibe here to to the relationship and like we were saying about bringing back you know the character from from the first thor and trying to like kind of complete that story and you know that that's the main thing is the romance is the central uh thing tying them together so yeah absolutely I'll go uh, as far from romantic comedy as you can get with my next one. And by the way, I think the rest of my pieces I've got here are all more towards like specific scenes and, and ideas used versus overall things. But I'll take any chance I can to talk about James Wan's malignant from last oh. year <laughs> and the scene where um, oh, I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, the rock creature voiced by Taika Waititi yeah, Korg, Korg uh, the scene where he has been broken apart and Valkyrie has to wear his face on the back of her head. And then she proceeds to do all kinds of like over the top action and the camera's kind of fixated on Gorg's face. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's, like, kind of disorienting the way that it's, like, moving while she's kicking ass. Uh, like, uh, I, I swear, that's, like, the uh, prison sequence in Malignant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was incredible. So. That's a
1: great pick. And one thing that I hadn't considered was also, like, c 3 being carried on Chewbacca's back. Oh, you know, yeah, in Empire sure. Back. That just came to me just now. But, yeah, like, that, yeah. the whole thing of, like, yeah, especially, like, you know, CPPO and Korg are very, you know, they've got they've got a lot to say about what's happening. Yeah,
0: absolutely. A lot, a lot of commentary, running commentary through the whole movie, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think another one I thought of is, like, love story, in terms of endearment, uh, you know, with, like, the cancer plot line. Um, mm. Especially, like, the, the final scenes of, you know, Jane dying in Thor's arms. That, yeah. That's an often repeated um, scene in, in a lot of these, like, you know, medical romance movies. Uh, sorry, not to bring down the mood. Sorry.
0: Yeah, oh, but, no, like,
1: no, no. It specific <laughs> scenes. Like I definitely thought of that, you know, and I mean, yeah. So that was, that was definitely like, I thought of Love Story, which I haven't seen in a while. So I'm not, I don't, again, I don't quite remember the specifics, but mm-hmm. that whole like idea of like dying in your, you know, lover's arms.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, it's funny, like we're we're talking about how this wants to be a rom-com while being this big action superhero. But these these superhero movies all want to be kind of taken seriously too. Mm-hmm. So like you know they've they've got like you know the big emotional beats too, and uh, so you know it it goes as big emotionally as it does excitingly Marvel yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So you know. So uh, I will go with, uh, speaking of Star Wars, uh, we, we've got a lot of force ghosting going on. Um, so, you know, oh, yeah. with, with, with Thor talking to people, whether it's those kids or I think there's other people he talks to at certain points. Uh, and I think he even makes a comment joking about it, too, which, you know, we've gotten into meta, meta-ness in Marvel movies now. I think he calls it force ghosting or somebody does. But, uh, but yeah, so we, that's in, like all the Star Wars uh, sequels and I think in other ones as well. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's a great one too. I think there there was a line where uh, Thor says, "You know, like you made me worthy. Like I like when I met you, I wasn't worthy. You made me worthy." And that mm-hmm. to me thought of like a lot of those like Jet Appito movies where it's like this like man child that like learns how to be an adult. Like I no, thought of sure. Not Up specifically because that's kind of the that's like the the running theme in that movie of like this guy learning to like be like a, a father and like a husband and like a supportive partner. Yeah, so I th- I thought of that also, just, like, this idea of, um, like, that scene, I, it reminded me of a lot of those movies where, you know, you have to, like, like a, a more, like, mature woman kind of helps this guy to, like, realize... How to, like,
0: grow up. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, bring it back to uh your fir- your first piece, uh, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, but, right. like, you know, that whole, like, Judd Apatow moment of the early 2000s, like, yeah. comedy. I-, I think that that obviously was a big inspiration on Taika Watiti mm-hmm. and his entire comedic style. And also, you know, I think, you know, someone like Chris Hemsworth, what he probably... Uh, you know, looks to, You know, and, and I'm sure you know all these people. They go back to other eras of comedy and all that, but that Judd Apatow style, I think, really was a big influence on everybody doing comedic stuff right now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely. I I, I think that would be a good one. Um, my final piece is going to be that moment in time around. I don't know. I want to say it was like 2013, 14, 15, somewhere in that range where uh, Screaming Goats were a really oh, big yeah. viral meme <laughs> online. So, uh, right. you know, I, I don't know why we're back to the Screaming Goats. I mean, I guess those got the biggest laughs at my screening <laughs> at yeah, the theater. Yeah. But, so I guess people still love Screaming Goats. But uh, those viral videos are uh, going to be on my puzzle piece list.
1: Yeah, you know, when those goats came... Um, and like that theme played. I, I mm-hmm. so I'm not really a big music guy, so I don't quite recall what song that is, but mm-hmm. it's the one that's in the trailer, right? Like that like a I think it was riff. sweet child of mine. I, I cheered. I felt really guilty about it. Because like, This is so playing to the cheap seats, but yeah. I was like, Man, like that's kind of an epic moment of those girls coming to, to the yeah. rescue. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, this is this is aiming for that. You know, th- this is kind of a negative. Like, I'm trying not to be too negative on yeah. this movie, but but I was I was just listening to the big picture, which is like you know one of my favorite movie podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And Sean Venessy said that uh, the movie feels like a series of Super Bowl commercials strung together. Um, I'm not sure and, I agree
1: with that. I haven't listened. Yeah. To, I I tend to skip those episodes when they talk about the Marvel movies because I don't know. I don't really agree with Sean. I mean, they
0: don't like them too much. Yeah, you know? and also
1: I think they're too like. I don't know, doom and gloom about everything. And it's just like yeah. it's not fun for me to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but I I can I don't really know if I agree with that, but I guess I can I guess if you watch the movie with that in your mind, I guess I can see it.
0: Yeah. if you're a little down on it, you can start to like kind of pick apart where it's like, Oh, here's joke meant but to like, be viral you know, after a joke meant to be viral. Not to so you know? whatever, so, but like they spent yeah. like
1: four episodes on Top Gun Maverick, which is a Super Bowl <laughs> commercial, so like, you know. <laughs> let's call a spade a spade here
0: (laughs) a really good super bowl sure i
1: mean it's (laughs) a shot you know like uh claudia miranda like care that we own his back um (laughs) but yeah no i mean that's that's fair enough i guess
0: yeah so do you have any other pieces uh
1: no i can't think of any um i I think those were the ones that i had in, in mind when i started here but yeah i think i think you gave some really good ones that i hadn't thought of
0: yeah, I think we have a great list here. I'm, I'm going to read down the yeah. uh, the finished list here, and uh, we'll get into some closing thoughts. But uh, we kicked it off with Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and then You Don't Mess With the Zohan. And then we talked about Kindergarten Cop, Eternals, Thor, The Fountain, Taken, Zack Snyder's Justice League, 500 Days of Summer, You've Got Male, Malignant, and, of course, Empire Strikes Back as well. We got more Star Wars later, too. <laughs> uh, we also talked about Terms of Endearment, Love Story, stuff like that. Uh Knocked Up and The Screaming Goats. So uh I, I don't know. Are there any other uh thoughts that you had on this movie? I mean, Guns N Roses is obviously a major influence just on the entire vibe of the movie. Just like, you know, even the title, Love and Thunder, I feel yeah. like is like a hard rock of the eighties kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I enjoyed the movie. I thought, you know, it was really fun to see Natalie Portman back. You know, I think she's She's done such an amazing body of work in the last 10 years since her last Marvel movie, like with Jackie and Vox Lux and Annihilation and all that. Um, So it's kind of fun to see her just do like a big studio comedy action movie where she got to like throw the hammer around. And Tessa Thompson, you know, she's wonderful as always. So I I like the movie. I think it's going to be... I can definitely see how it could turn some people off just because like it is a lot and um mm-hmm. you know it's i would never say it's as good as thor Ragnarok, rock but like that movie is like in a class of its own among this franchise so uh-huh. you know that's like top tier marvel for me like alongside infinity war and guardians volume two and black panther and winter soldier so yeah. um You know, that's that. But I, I it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I might go see it again in a few weeks. I'll probably watch it on Disney Plus when it comes just like as part of my like, you know, when I'm in the mood for a Thor movie, then it'll be it'll I'm not going to skip it. I'll say that much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I would say like you know I I was pretty down on the movie, but at the same time I I think the movie does like do what it's setting out to do, yeah. which is you know like we've talked about like complete that love story between the two of them, have some jokes, and uh, you know just continue the whole Thor thing. Like it does feel a little like the MCU in a bit of a holding pattern, like where we're just kind of doing movies and not really building towards anything like we were in the whole infinity saga thing. Yeah. But I I mean, mean, to me, that's kind of like,
1: it's kind of an interesting point, right? Where like, we don't know where it's going. These movies are kind of distinct from each other. They're a little messy. They're a little uneven. They're kind of weird. They're, you know, like Eternals, Shang-Chi, you know, Dr. Strange, of course, like they're kind of, they're doing their own thing. And like, I don't know if we need to know who the like the big bad is of this. space, yeah. you know, I think it's kind of fun just to like see these weird little movies and just like you know see where see where they take this.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I think that does it for Thor: Love and Thunder. Is there another movie you watched recently you like to recommend to our listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of great movies over the last few weeks. Uh, I want to recommend Mr. Malcolm's List. Which is okay. a British period romantic comedy, very much like in the like Jane Austen, Bridgerton, you know, kind of vibe of like, you know, rich and poor people falling in out of love and scheming and matchmaking and you know, cute costumes and like witty barbs, stuff like that. It stars um Frida Pinto, who I hadn't really seen in, like a major role in a very long time. Um, she's very charming. It's got a really great cast um, around her. And, you know, it's kind of slight, definitely more of a, like, you know, you know, it's a nice, like, you know, two hour romantic comedy, very funny. And uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's it's playing in some theaters still, but I'm sure it'll be uh, available more widely later. But awesome. yeah, definitely recommend that one.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things about it, and uh, I I really didn't know much about it. I just keep seeing it pop up. So, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, check that one out. Uh, But awesome. Uh, This was a lot of fun. Why don't you tell people again where they could find you and your podcast?
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm such a huge fan of your podcast because I love thinking about, like, this kind of stuff and, like, you know what inspires filmmakers and also i enjoy kind of when you do the reverse as well yeah oh um, thank you <laughs> and uh, i'd love to be back on if you'll have me um i'd love it maybe for something a little bit more artsy and serious-minded so i can show <laughs> that i'm not just some stand boy um, <laughs> uh, but you can find me on twitter at vertigay 314 that's v-e-r-t-i-g-a-y 314 uh, you can follow my podcast at it pod to be you on twitter and you can download it pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts and all the major platforms. Uh, look out for this episode with you. i'm I'm so excited to do it on the yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm sure I will schedule it off air. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm really excited. and yes, that's where you can find me. And yeah, please listen to my podcast. Please continue to listen to this one. It's uh, yeah, it's a great time.
0: well, again, thanks for being here, and definitely we will get you back again sometime. Thank you. Hey guys, this is David, and I wanted to tell you about Newsly. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. And what it does is really cool because, I don't know, if you're like me, I don't have a lot of time for just sitting around and reading stuff. I'm always either driving or doing something, and just to, like, sit down and read, it's like, you know, who has time for that? And so with Newsly... You could basically turn any web article into kind of like a podcast and it reads the article in a natural human voice from basically anything on the internet, anything on the web. And this way, you know, you don't have to sit there reading and scrolling. You can listen to it, just like you would a podcast. And it's got podcasts, too. Piecing It Together is on there. Uh, But then you could also find articles from all kinds of topics, from, you know, entertainment and movies to sports and tech and business, science, all that kind of stuff. So, really, if it's out there on the web, you can find it and you can listen to it. And uh, I've been using it as my default podcast app, and you can, too. And you can download Newsly right now for free from newsly.me. Check out the link in the show notes. It's available, like I said, on uh, Android and iOS in the uh, App Store and the Play Store. And there's a premium version available, and my listeners can get a one-month free premium subscription by using the promo code It," but all of the I's are ones. So that's P1EC1NG1T, it, but all of the I's are ones. And uh, I've got that in the show notes too. If you're uh, like me out driving around listening to stuff and uh, you can't pull over right now, you can check it in the show notes and find that promo code and get that free one month premium subscription to Newsly. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Thor, Love, and Thunder. Thank you to Manish for joining me on that one. And uh, thank you to all of you for listening. If you enjoy what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really like the show, rate and review us. We'd really appreciate five stars. And uh, we're also on social media, of course. Twitter, Instagram, at Piecing Pod, and our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We also do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post advanced episodes of Piecing It Together, as well as bonus content, also bonus content from Awesome Movie Year, another movie podcast I produce, and exclusive stuff from my music career, uh, I believe... At the time this goes up on the main feed, I will be posting my new single, Antiviral, uh, which will be for my next album. Uh, And the single will be out. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet. It will be out August 8th, uh, along with a music video. Uh, But for my patrons, uh, you get to hear it today. So check it out over on Patreon.com slash Rosen. Sign up for all that advanced stuff and the new single uh yeah like i said at the top of the show this is episode 250 we have a lot more episodes on the way uh and i really appreciate you all being out there listening let's close this out with a piece of music like i always do and i am for a superhero movie like this gonna go with a song called hero from my album a different kind of dream uh yeah i think this has the vibe let's go with this one Uh, a different kind of dream is available on all the streaming services uh spotify apple music all those places you can find the whole album and all the rest of my albums so check all that out and we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon